Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And now it's time for Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor. Time to hear that music. You know the day. You just want to sing Cinco de Mayo. You know There's what? a song of Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, you know that one. So why do you sing? <laughs> why no, do you I used sing? to. I used to. I used to want. I used to want to sing like a little bit. Like growing a boy up. band. No, like uh, you know, like Usher. Peace up, Peace A-Town. Up. Yes. 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 And uh, my mom's like, you know, play, like, stick to football. You can't see. So, <laughs> on Sports Radio 670, The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. That's the good thing right there. It is Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Shout out to everybody that's been day drinking today. Shout out to everybody that's on their way to go get themselves uh, a nice little tequila and some guacamole. Did you know that The Rock, Clay, is paying for everybody's guacamole today? Like me? Like yeah. if I want some guacamole? If, it, it, should, am I supposed to say guacamole or guacamole? If, if you want to say it properly, don't 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 put the hard G on there. Oh, like dang. a W, guacamole. I've been doing it wrong my whole life. Guacamole. Sorry, man. So where do I go to get this free rock? Guacamole? Okay, so so what you're essentially doing is any any place in the city of Chicago that sells Terramana, which is his tequila, you can go to any spot that's doing that. You buy as long as you buy a cocktail, a Terramana or a drink or whatever it is, and if you get guacamole from wherever that place is, you just take a picture of the receipt, and the the rock is going to reimburse you. Oh, he was so talking now, about it today. So now I have to go through a couple of steps to get the reimbursement. You got money, back. so you're, you got money, so you're not really worried about the getting reimbursed. But everybody, all the regular hey, folk, you know, <laughs> got a couple of dollars. <laughs> you know, I played, I played the league for a little bit. Nine year NFL <laughs> veteran Clay Harbor is going to be hanging out with us today, all the way till nine o'clock. So uh, you know, we get a chance to talk a lot about Bears. Of course, we're talking about Cubs. But you know what? We're going to start the show the way we always do. These are the top three stories that have been living in my brain, rent free. We call it the trifecta. That's a magic number. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Number three. So, of course, number three, the Cubs took down the Miami Marlins today. Nothing like Friday day baseball. Clay, are you a... You, you like day games better or you like night games better? Oh, I'm a huge day game guy. I'm going to the uh, to the game tomorrow. Oh, so that's what yeah. exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. You get a chance to day, – day drinking is like, you know what I'm saying, it's a, it's a vibe, especially yeah. on Cinco de Mayo. Pretty good. Uh, but the Cubs take down the Marlins 4-1. to one. 
got on the uh, board early in the first inning. Uh, of course, there's Suzuki singling uh, to left center, bringing in Nico Horner. Then the uh, Cubs added two more in the fifth. Miami knocked one on the board in the sixth. And then in the eighth, it's what everybody was waiting for. Mm. Matt, Matt Mervis mm. uh, stepped up to the plate and finally, finally made his mom proud. Two outs, two on. Cubs lead by two, eighth inning the pitch. Swinging a line drive, base set to right center. Bellinger's going to score. Mancini goes to third. Matt Mervis with his first big league base hit. A clean single into right center field. Listen to this crowd. Right there, Pat Hughes with the call. Matt Mervis making uh, everybody happy, not just his mom. You know what I mean? First game in the bigs. Nice shot to, to right center. And the interesting thing about that, they had just intentionally walked Trey Mancini right before that. So it, there was kind of like that disrespect feeling, Clay. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Where you're like, there's no way. You're trying to you're trying to throw it to me? I, I'm Matt Mervis. And then he steps up to the plate. Can you remember what, or can you tell us, you know, you obviously playing in the NFL, like your first game? Because this is Matt Mervis' first game in the bigs right here. So, like, what, what, what do you feel like was going through his mind playing in the bigs at Wrigley at a day game for the first time? My first game... Was a uh, was a Sunday night football game against the Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Vick, you know, exciting. Shady McCoy busts a 35-yard touchdown. True story. Gets whistled back, holding number 82, <gasps> no! Philadelphia Eagles, Clay Harbor in Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, Eagles fans are not the nicest fans. Clay Harbor, you fuck! I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to leave. No, but it's it's a stressful time, man. I, I came from Missouri State. He's coming up from AAA, so it's good for him to get started like this because sometimes if you get started the wrong way early, it gets viral on you. He got a hit, got the big hit, big RBI. His family's there. Everybody in the city wanted him to come up. True. Everybody's been calling for it, and he delivered. That's huge. I think it's a perfect start for him. Yeah, struck out in his first at-bat, so I'm sure the nerves were there. But to get the opportunity in the eighth, Again, and to, to have someone intentionally walked right in front of you, that says yeah. a lot, man, because you got confidence. He has a ton of confidence. That is without a doubt. So it was good that he was able to come through again. Cubs taking down the Miami Marlins, 4-1. to one. Next game tomorrow, 120. Clay Harbor's going to be there. I'll actually be on the radio <laughs> here at the score leading you right into pregame with Zach Zaidman. Uh, I'll be on from 11 uh, right until the Cubs game, uh, Cubs pregame starts. So make sure you guys are here to listen to that right here on 670 The Score. Number two. All right, so the cool thing about the trifecta is that, you know, these are literally just stories that, like, as I'm, like, I don't know, just out here in this world, things that stick to me. And I feel like no one's really been talking about the Kentucky Derby and the fact that it is that it is tomorrow. Yeah. So when I think about the Kentucky Derby, you know, there, there are things that are synonymous with it, but there's a couple things that have stood out to me. I mean, we know the mint juleps. We know the hats. We know the party in the middle of the yeah. racetrack. Have you ever been to the Kentucky Derby? I have not. A lot of my teammates okay. go, but I haven't been there. Okay. Um, but then then I, then I they there's this thing called Millionaire Row. Yeah. You heard about this? Heard about Millionaire Row. So I would never have any idea about it, but this is where the people that don't want to scum it with the scums, they go into their place. <laughs> but I, 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 I looked up ticket prices. It's only only $1,000. Can't be millionaire row if it, the tickets are a thousand dollars. Thousandaire row. That's what New I'm saying. Name. It just doesn't doesn't feel right for me. Uh, something else that stood out from the Kentucky Derby. There's a, a dish called burgoo. Never heard of it. Neither have I. It's a thick, spicy stew served up with some mashed potatoes. Doesn't seem like the most uh, s- s- traditional summer dish, but people say it's delicious. Sounds like something you would eat to kind of like stop yourself from having a hangover the next day 
after drinking so many mint juleps. Right? Something like that? I feel like, I don't know. Either way, uh, your top favorites uh, for the Kentucky Derby um, in this big one, you got Forte's 3-1 and Tappet Trice, which I think is hilarious. He's at 5-1 to one right now. <laughs> I will get to more Kentucky Derby talk <laughs> in just a little bit. You, are, you, 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 Do you watch that, the, the best two minutes in whatever it is, sports? I'll watch it, but um, you know, I'm not a big horse racing guy. I, just, I like the names of the horses, and I'll throw a couple dollars on some of the long shots just to see if they hit. Never hits, though. My dad's a big-time horse guy, so... Uh, I always get his picks, his long shots. I'll just throw one on there. But it's fun to watch. It's fun to see the outfits, the hats, yeah. and all the outfits is cool. I, I do want to go there one day in my life, but I'm only going to the middle Churchill of the racetrack. Downs, yeah. I'm trying to get trashed. Yeah. I want to see the people mud wrestling. Like, I want to act a fool in the middle, too. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It just doesn't seem right that people are able to do stuff like that. Number one. All right, number one inside the trifecta here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor is some NBA Nuggets. And if you were listening yesterday, um, the Nuggets didn't play, and I made a stupid joke about, no, but I'm not talking about Jokic, but this time I am. Uh, Nuggets take on the Suns today in Phoenix. Denver's up 2-0 in the series. No Chris Paul today. Groin injury. Um, but I I think the Nuggets are going to take this one. Oddly. I know that's not that goes against no. the grain because KD and everything like that in Phoenix. It's in Phoenix. Yeah, but, KD ain't going to get swept. I don't think he's going to get swept either. Chris but, Paul, he needs a wheelchair to get up and down the court these days. Man, this dude is old. Cameron Payne can do everything stop it. that Chris Paul is doing. It. Chris Paul's after 13 points, 8 boards. Okay, I understand that. But Campaign is a former Chicago Bull. Let me tell you something. He's better with the with the Suns. Because he has like a – okay, he is better with the Suns. That is without a doubt. But every time you see him, he reminds me of Denzel <laughs> Valentine. So I just – I want no part of it. But, but – there's no way. I don't know. I, I I took Denver Nuggets to win by four points and it paid me plus 300. So I'm, I'm taking I'm KD. Them. Booker and KD ain't going to get swept. KD is the best scorer in the league. I'm think, I think they come back and win this thing down 2-0. We'll Stop. do a little side bet here. Well, I love the Federales. Let's go, Gabe. Yeah, we'll throw shots at the bell. Loser has to take a shot. I like that. Um, tipping off in just a little bit. The Celtics are heading to Philadelphia. That series tied at one. And beats the game-time decision. And if you look at the, the betting odds, you know, Vegas knows everything. Philadelphia is the underdog, despite being at home, despite having Joel Embiid back. Um, what do you think about that? that and who do you think is going to take that one? I think Embiid needs to sit out. Without Embiid, they really? won. That's so funny. Yo, I'm sorry. It's true. Harden came back. Harden found the fountain of youth for a game. This guy's hitting the step backs like the old Harden with the beard. That was nasty. Okay. I don't I'm- know, Maxi. I mean, he seen Embiid seems like he wasn't all the way there, and he slowed down their pace of play. Yeah. He he put the cuffs on Harden, and they played better without him. I don't know. I don't think Har- I don't think with this matchup, Embiid helps them. Obviously, Boston's a good team. They got all. I mean, Jalen Brown. They got so many weapons. Tatum, obviously. But I think overall, you know, if if Embiid isn't one hundred percent, wait till you're one hundred, bro. Yeah. He's the MVP, but. You know, if you're not 100, percent you're, you're hindering your team. Yeah. If you're not performing, I'm sure in the back of his mind, and I'm, I'm sure you've been there before too, Clay. You feel kind of like Luis Robert did, and I'm sure you have throughout your NFL career, where sometimes you're just like, nah, this team needs me, even if I'm at 80. An 80 percent Clay Harbor is better than a zero percent Clay Harbor. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I always thought like that, and that's what athletes think like. But I mean, if you just look at the difference in the film from from game to game, man, I mean, like, wow. Seeing how Philly played without him and then played with him. Yeah. They look like the same team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you get a different style of basketball, so it's going to be interesting. But again, that game tips off 
at 6.30. So make sure you guys, the NBA playoffs have been great. I watch them religiously. I'm a huge NBA fan, so I cannot wait, especially to stay up late tonight to watch that Phoenix-Denver uh, Nuggets game. All right, there goes our trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. Right here on 670 to score. Gabe Ramirez again here with nine-year NFL vet Clay Harbor hanging out, man. Uh, this is our second go-round doing a show together. So uh, I was looking forward to it today, man. Uh, but we are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Got to shout out everybody listening on the Odyssey app. Shout out to my HD2 crew, people listening on 104.3 HD2. Clay, so, you know, going back to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Don't pull up. Don't pull up. Don't look at your phone because I got, I'm playing a game right here. Right. So I was, I was looking at these names and, you know, the names are the best thing, right? Because it's like. Yeah. They're hilarious sometimes. Yeah. It's, like, it's like you look at these things, you're like, dude, what the hell are they thinking when they're naming these horses? Oh no. So so I got a little game for you. Tyler, you can play along too. Uh Tyler Butterbar, our producer extraordinaire today. So we're we're gonna do a game. It's called you can play in your car. Derby horse or Alanis Morse. Morset, I know, but it just rhymes better when you do Derby Horse or, yeah. or Alanis Morse. I'm with it. So I'm gonna tell you a name. You're gonna tell me whether it's a Derby horse or or an Atlantis Morissette <laughs> song. All right? All right. All right. So first up, let's see here. What, which one am I going to give you guys? All right. First up, not the doctor. That's a horse. Not the doctor. Is that a derby horse or an Atlantis Morris? Wait, not the doctor. That's a horse. Tyler? That's got to be a horse. I wish you had the... <laughs> That's an Atlantis Morissette song Damn. from Jagged Little Pill oh. in 1995. <laughs> Should have known that one, this is, man. This is what I'm talking about. These days are stupid. Not the doctor. Not that sounds like a stupid one, right? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I should have known that. Easy one for you guys. How about this one? Angel of Empire. Angel of Empire. Derby horse or Alanis Morris? I'm going, that's a horse. You're not going to give us two non-horses in a row, and that's the only reason I'm thinking about it. You, he, I'm he smarter than that. He started us off with two non-horses in a row. I'm smarter than that. Tyler, what you got? Don't be Googling it over there. No, I'm trying to find your little so- the sound effect. Uh, um, Angel of Empire. Angel of Empire. Derby Horse or Alanis Morse? That's got to be a horse because I would name a horse that. You're right. It is All a right. horse. <laughs> Eight to one odds. It's the third, the third highest odds in, uh, in the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. All right. I'll give you guys uh, one more here. Let me see. Uh, how about King of Pain? King of Pain. Am I, am I singing King of Pain or am I cheering on? King of Pain. It's sad because this, uh, literally, it's a coin flip. I don't know, okay? I don't know. <laughs> That's the beauty of this game. Derby Horse or Alanis Morse? I feel like I'm in math class again back in high school. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm going to go with, uh, that's, a, that's a horse. Tyler, Derby Horse or Alanis Morse? King of Pain. Are you singing it or cheering for it? I feel like you can sing it. I'm going to go with uh, Alanis Morris. Yeah, off her MTV Unplugged album in 1999, King of Pain. Ding, ding, ding. Tyler got me, man. Oh, man. Uh, Well, either way, man, enjoy the Kentucky Derby kicks off tomorrow. Make sure you get yourself some mint juleps. It's going to be fun. Uh, And the rest (laughs) of the show is going to be fun as well, man. Uh, Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, going to be doing a lot of Bears talk. And we're going to kick that off right after the break, man. We get to talk to Luis Medina uh, from Bleacher Nation. What does he think about the NFL draft and the newest members of the Chicago Bears? Who's his favorite draft pick? Uh, we'll find out on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What have you learned about the culture here in the last day since you since you guys started meetings and it's kind of how the way they run things? Uh, it's definitely you know they care about the players a lot and they take that approach. They want you know like it's it's the NFL football and the standard here is the standard, but they care about the players so pretty easy to meet the standard. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. That was Darnell Wright talking to media today. Of course, a lot of the guys made it down there to Hallis Hall. I know Grody was up there, Chris Emma, seeing how everybody was doing. And, and we get an opportunity to talk to someone who's been Following this thing closely, man, the brand new members of the Chicago Bears have made their way uh, up here. It was interesting because I think it was Mr. Bell that was like, this is my first time in Chicago. And you, and you, you don't really realize that, that like some of these people have just never, you know, some of these draftees have never been to Chicago. And it seems odd, but you're like, yeah, you're 20, 21 years old, 22. And that makes sense to me. But you forget about that as a casual fan. Had you ever been to Philly before you got there, Clay? No, man. The only city I had been to was Chicago. I went to Orlando a couple times. I was just Illinois. I'm from small town Illinois. Went to Missouri for college. You know, Springfield, Missouri, just back and forth. Illinois and Missouri. Then I get drafted out to Philadelphia. That was my first big city I ever lived in. It's a crazy experience. You're on your own. You're, you ain't with your mom anymore, your, your dorm room, your teammates. So you're out here on your own. You're actually living real life. It's different, bro. So I like some of these guys are going to have problems adjusting, but I think. You know, Chicago's a good place, and I think they got a good coach, and they got a good system here, and I think Eberflus is a guy that can help them with that. So I think it's a these guys are in a great spot, but if, if they're in some like the old days, like the throwback days with the yeah. old school coaches, that stuff was hard. <laughs> I can only imagine. All right, well, let's talk about these draft picks, man, with our guest today joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Of course, you can catch her on catch him on Bleacher Nation, and I've seen him on NBC Sports a couple times too. Uh, of course, we're talking about none other than Luis Medina. What's up, brother? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. As someone who saw uh, Clay Harbor play in Springfield, because I was covering him as a student reporter at SIU Carbondale. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite a culture shock to go from Springfield, Missouri, to. Philadelphia just you know I know Clay I know yeah man that's different well, so how'd I do when you're covering me oh come on I gotta know so <laughs> uh, I, I didn't want to bring it up but uh Chris Deaker threw a Hail Mary touchdown his time expired at Springfield and uh SIU beat Missouri State 
Yeah, I probably Sorry. still had about ten catches though, right? Damn. <laughs> you, I remember. I'll, I'll never forget. You stood out, and I remember. I, I was. I was trying to make some connections in the industry, like talking to an NFL scout, and like that was a. You were a guy that they wanted to look at. I'm like, okay, like this is a guy. People want to look at. I need to look at him too. So yeah, look at that. You see that, that Gabe? That was the Missouri the State the Bears. Missouri State Bears. But now we got to talk about the, the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. I like that, yeah. Luis. Yeah. Luis, let me ask you this: Of the ten draft picks uh, outside of Darnell Wright, who was your favorite? Who do you feel like can make the biggest impact on this team? For me, it's Tyler Scott, the wide receiver from Cincinnati. He's a guy who can contribute in a bunch of ways. He's a guy, obviously. You think of the speed, the deep threat receiver guy, but he's a guy who also he can take some jet sweeps. He can be a kick and, and punt returner. For a lot of these rookies, the easiest way to make an, a, a good first impression is to like kill it on special teams. So we know Tyler Scott has a little bit of background there. If he can make it there, that gives him a good floor to work from, and then they'll give him some jet sweeps. They'll give him some deep routes. That's a guy who I just – I love the pick for so many reasons. Okay, okay. So you you like Tyler Scott, but that brings me to you know another point. Who's who's Bozzi taking? Do you think Velas mm. Jones? Velas Jones might not make the team. Do you think he's taking some of Chase Claypool's reps? I don't think he's taking Mooney's reps. So whose reps he's taking? And do you think Velas Jones might not make this team a year after being the seventy first pick, a third round pick, could get released? So I think Velas is relatively safe. I feel I feel like guys such as Equinemius St. Brown or Dante Pettis might get squeezed out because those are guys on one-year contracts who are kind of vying for that same role, special teams, down-the-depth chart receiver, guys who are in, in, in role-player roles. But Velas, though, that guy, had, like this should be a wake-up call to him because a year ago at this time, he was going to be the guy who was – taking jet sweeps, you know, special teams, and then going, taking like a receiver three and then going upward. Now it's, it's you're behind Claypool and Mooney and Moore and maybe Tyler Scott. Valus Jones went from legit possible wide receiver three to maybe wide receiver six in a year. Man, it's, the NFL is unforgiving. Yeah. He, yeah, he's it's, not catching punts either. It's going to be interesting, man. We're talking to Luis Medina from Bleacher Nation here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor. I mean, let's stay, let's stay with that wide receiver group for a second because, you know, the assumption is that, you know, Justin Fields has the weapons that he needs in order to have a, a, a better season because that's what most people are hoping for in this situation. Um, but of, of the receivers that are there, uh, there's been a lot of questions about Chase Claypool. Uh, I personally, big fan. I think he can, you know, step up. I think he did get a raw deal, you know, last year coming in the middle of the season. I think the fan base is extremely hard on him, having high expectations uh, from the very beginning, thinking it was like a Madden football game where you could just trade for him and then all of a sudden he could just do whatever he wants. Uh, what's your take on Claypool and, and what kind of contribution he could make to this team in the upcoming season, Luis? I still have high hopes for Chase Claypool. I realize that uh, the equation has changed for him because – he came in and he was going to be, you know, number two behind Mooney. Now he's going to be number three. And for some, that's going to be a legit downgrade. But for me, for as much as the Bears run three wide receivers, you need Claypool to be at his A game. Give him the offseason with the playbook. Give him an offseason with Justin Fields. Give him a full training camp. And then I think we can fairly judge. I don't know what 
his role is going to be because I'm not sure what that wide receiver three is going to do in an offense where I think the Bears might be running a lot of two tight ends, but there's so much potential for him to do so much, and he has still so much talent. People forget this was this guy was someone who was like a fringe, who should have been a fringe first-round pick, was a second-rounder. Guy's got talent. Like, give him an offseason, let him learn. Sometimes wide receiver is a hard position to learn, especially when you go in season, make an in-season change. Give him some time, man. Just patience. Bears tend to be patient with lesser players. Be patient with a guy like Chase Claypool that actually has talent. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy coming in the middle of the season. Unfortunately, Gabe, I've had to experience that a lot. I uh, I remember my uh, my seventh year in the league. So I was a veteran. I knew how to do it, but I got released by the uh, I got released by the Patriots after mm. week six. They didn't win, win the Super Bowl. I was there for <laughs> six ring? weeks. They didn't give me a ring. That's petty. Six Ooh. weeks played all six weeks. Didn't give me the ring, and my agent had, had called them and said, "Hey, like, here's the address for Clay's yeah. ring." And they're like, "No, we only give the ring to players that are on the roster at the Super Bowl." But I get cut. Robert Kraft got all that money. All he that money. He couldn't give a couple <laughs> thousand. Get a ring, bro. <laughs> That's whack. So I get cut in the middle of the season. The next thing you know, the next day you sign. I signed with the Detroit Lions, and how the re- the way I signed with them was pretty shady. I was gonna sign with the New York Jets. New York Jets se- second tight end. The Lions told me, hey, our, our number one tight end, Eric Ebron's hurt. We want you to come in and be our number one tight end. First person I meet walking in the buildings, Eric Ebron. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry about your ankle. He goes, oh, I'm good. I'm just going to be out for a week. <laughs> so they coaxed me there. I'm still a little, I'm still a little mad at the, the Lions. But learning that playbook, it takes if – if you don't have your system set up perfectly okay. right, you're a young guy – He's going to struggle to learn that. And me at the time, like if I had as been a veteran, released as right. a veteran, you can get it. I was playing that week. Five games later, I started. Okay, as a young guy, you don't got that system perfect. You're not going to be able to make these plays. I like Chase Claypool too. This guy has 40-inch vertical, 11-foot broad jump, runs a 4-4, and he's 6-foot-4. He's going to be able to make some plays. It takes time to learn this book. So I'm with you. The Bears fans have got to be patient with Claypool. I think with Fields coming into his own, better offensive line, he's going to have a big year this year. Better offensive line, better receivers around him. There's going to be attention on DJ Moore. There's going to be attention on Darnell Mooney. That leaves guys like Claypool. That leaves, you know, if Khalil Herbert can take that next step as a receiver out of the backfield. Cole Komet, that leaves him options. That leaves guys like Tyler Scott options. This is where – think about where the Bears were at this time last year. Dante Pettis and uh, Equinemius St. Brown were guys who were like yeah. wide receiver two and three. Thank you, those guys. Wide receiver yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I wouldn't even like that. Eyes, but, like, yeah. it's team building, man. Like, yeah. the Bears are in a much better place now than they were at a, a year ago at this time. It, it, it feels good. And that's it a, really does. a credit to Ryan Poles and what he's done, not only via free agency, but also the NFL draft and just surrounding Justin Fields and just giving Eberflus guys that he knows he can mold into being, you know, the players that he wants them to be. Let, let's live in that, that running back space for a second. I, I mm-hmm. had, had the opportunity uh, to talk with Mark Grody and Hub Arkish last week, Saturday, uh, during, you know, rounds four through seven of the NFL draft. And Hub was adamant that, you know, Dante Foreman could be that starting running back. And, and I, I, when you look at his tape, especially what he did last year with Carolina, where he excelled, Dante Foreman, 
was the area that the, the Bears struggled in mightily, and that was in that gold zone, right, that 30, 20, 10-yard space. He's a tough runner, can find the hole. So I, I, I tend to agree with that. What's your take? You think Khalil Herbert is just going to you know, run away with that space, or do you think that Dante will have an opportunity uh, to get that starting role? I think they're going to split that role between three guys. It's going to be Dante, Khalil, and Roshan Johnson. It's it. They all do something very well differently. I think I think uh, Dante is the most well-rounded. I think Khalil is the most explosive, and I think uh, Roshan can contribute in the most ways in terms of running, receiving, and as a returner. It's it's a very balanced room, and, th- and I'm someone who wanted Saquon Barkley if he would have ever made it to free agency because that because that guy's a game changer, but. If you look at the Bears running back room now, it's three guys who do different things very well, and that should make it really hard for defensive coordinators to to scheme against. Especially if you can get two of those guys on the field at the same time, man, that's gonna that's gonna throw some guys for some fits. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean Dante Foreman is a guy that's a tough runner. I love him. Herbert, five point seven yards per Nasty. carry. Nasty. Crazy. You, you can't discredit that. And right then right. Roshan Johnson. He had a 45% missed tackle rate last year. That was number one in the country. If he wasn't playing behind Deshaun Robinson, Robinson yeah. Saquon Barkley impersonator, okay, <laughs> he would have had a much better year. He would have been a top 10 running back in the country, but that's why the Bears got him because he was it behind It reminds Deshaun me a Robinson. lot of Miles Sanders. Yeah. Okay. Miles okay. Sanders at Penn State when he was behind Saquon was a guy who Broke a lot of tackles, was really good in the backfield, but he was behind Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's tough to get shine That's back why. there. Behind yeah, I think players. everybody's really high on Roshan Johnson. I mean, they, you know, they want him to come here, and, and, and they wanted him to come here. I know Poles was saying he was surprised that he was still available at that space. But uh, listen, the offense is there. That's that's not the side we're worried about, guys. We know the Bears can put up points. They True. did it, you know, for that nice little stretch in the middle of the season. We know Justin <laughs> could do it. He just needed a little more time. We got the O line situated. It's the defense <laughs> that we're worried about. So, uh, Luis Medina uh, joining us here on six seventy. The score from Bleacher Nation. Gabe Ramirez. Uh, Clay Harbor, what do you what did you think about the two defensive tackles that were taken, and, and do you think they could be impact players for this defense? Impact players as rookies can be a challenge. I think they can be contributors. Um, I really like what the Bears did. Look, the Bears had a choice: you take Jalen Carter at nine, and you roll the dice on a lesser offensive lineman prospect, or you take the better offensive lineman prospect and you rolled the dice on defensive tackles. And that's what they did. They, they took the better offensive line prospect with, with Darnell Wright, and now you're trusting Matt Eberflus and his staff to develop defensive tackles. And I'm really looking forward to that. Look, I, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snitch on myself. I am someone who watches <laughs> offensive linemen versus defensive linemen at training camp. I am so looking forward to Jervon Dexter Sr. and Zach Pickens going at it at training camp because – those guys have so much to prove. And the Bears' interior line has something to prove, too. You've got Tevin Jenkins at a new position, Cody Whitehair returning to center, and Nate Davis, a free agent. Those guys have stuff to prove, too. And they're going to be going up against rookies. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, another big hole that I saw with the Bears, and I'm glad that they did something about it because a lot of people weren't talking about this hole, and I thought this was one of the biggest holes they had. And that was a cornerback, okay? I think mm-hmm. Kyler Gordon in my opinion, did not show me enough 
to be penciled in as a starter. Come pro on. football Pro Football Focus graded him at 116 out of 118 graded players in terms of yeah, defensive but, coverage. Yeah, but they had to t- they had to take into consideration the first half of the season where he was learning on the job. If you, if you were to take the first half of the season versus the second half of the season, you could you would say there's significant improvement there. Significant. It's hard not to improve when you're playing that bad. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, fair, he fair, was fair, playing fair, some fair. of the worst, and I don't want to say he That's can't fair. improve, but he was playing some of the worst cornerback I've ever seen in my life. I've been playing football since the fourth grade. Okay, I was on the Jacksonville Jaguars for four years. I've seen some bad cornerbacks, and Kyler Gordon had, did improve. But in man-to-man coverage, he is one of the worst cornerbacks in the league. Last year he was. He got better in zone. He's really good against the run in the run game. He, he's, he's a good player. But they needed to bring someone else in, and you needed to make some sort of a competition, and they did that. So I want to know your take on my main man, Tyreek Stevenson. You know, he's not a sexy name, wasn't a big name, but this guy's big, 6'1", 210". Ran a four four five thirty three inch arms. This guy can tie his shoe standing up. So I, I love this pick, and then Terrell Smith also. So what's your take on the on the Bears cornerback competition coming into training camp? I love what the Bears have in the defensive backfield. Obviously, Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Johnson. Those guys are stunned. Kyler Gordon is is a work in progress. Like you said, struggled mightily. In the first half, I remember going to that Packers game in Green Bay, watching Aaron Rodgers pick on him, listening to Aaron Rodgers talk about how he actively picked on him, and then listening to how Matt Eberflus was just like, we're going to keep playing him. And I'm just like, you know what? That's a coach who trusts his guy and trusts himself to develop his guy. Now, I think Kyler Gordon was miscast last year as an outside corner. Hmm. Played the position out of necessity because your other option was Kendall Vildor. With all due respect to Kendall Vildor, I can't play cornerback. He's just not a starting caliber cornerback. You move Kyler Gordon inside where you can blitz him off the corner. He can help against the run. You put Tyreek Stevenson out there on an island, out on the boundary, I think he's a better fit for that position, that role. He can be a little more physical in man. It's just a better fit for the entire defense. Sometimes that happens with rookies. Clay, you've seen it in the league where guys get – into roles that don't fit them. Yeah. They just they do what they can. I think if you put Kyler Gordon in a role that's a better fit for him, he'll be better, the defense will be better, and then Tyreek Stevenson on the outside, he's going to have growing pains. Don't get me wrong, because that's, that's just life as a cornerback in the NFL, but it's a better fit. Oh, much better. Much better. Trust me, I know how about being for me, pass pro. I, I'm six foot three, two forty five. Okay, they put me one on one. I remember one time they put me one on one against Demarcus Ware, Gabe. Okay, this man, I, he didn't even tack, sack Michael Vick. I sacked Michael Vick because he pushed me all the way back and tackled me into Michael Vick. He never even touched him. I was not a pass protector. Okay, that's you got to know how to put these guys in the right spots. I think Eberflus figured out towards the end of the season. You can't have Kyler Gordon one on one from the outside. I could have completed some of those passes that Aaron yeah. Rodgers, these guys were completing against uh, Kyler Gordon. Okay. We're talking to Luis Medina here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez. He's Clay Harbert, nine-year NFL vet. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, Luis, I know you're you're a Chicago guy. You know what I'm saying? I know you're from the area. So let me let me take your take your analyst cap off for a second and put your <laughs> put your fan cap on, you know what I'm saying? And okay. and tell me your, what, what do you think are the expectations for the Chicago Bears team in this upcoming season? I shoot for the moon. This team should make the playoffs this year. They have the quarterback. 
They've got some interesting <laughs> players on offense. They have a defensive leaning coach who has a bunch of raw clay pieces to mold into like the defense that he wants. There's no reason for the Bears not to make the playoffs this year. Have you seen the rest of the NFC North? You want me to trust, you know, Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Fair enough. You want me to trust Jared Goff? No, I'm not going to. I trust Justin Fields, and it's it's a wide open thing. But that's that's what the NFL wants. The NFL wants everyone to have a chance. The thing is, you give a team like the Bears a chance. Justin Fields was almost winning games by himself last year. You give him DJ Moore. You give him a defense that can tackle guys. Yeah, this team can make the playoffs next year. Stay healthy. Stay motivated. They have, they've got a shot. Clay, I knew that if I told him to put on his fan cap, this is what we would get. That's why I asked him. This is great stuff. <laughs> hey, Luis, I appreciate you hanging out with us tonight, man. Have a happy Friday. I know you're Boricua, but, you know, happy Cinco de Mayo. Go get yourself a shot of tequila, all right? Appreciate it, Luis. Hey, Best wishes, guys. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone who celebrates. Happy Friday to everyone. God bless. All right, man. Take it easy. Luis Medina from Bleacher Nation. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at LCM1986. Ah. Uh, I love when people are more delusional than I am. You know what I mean? Because because I, I my my hope and goal for the Bears is just to to be on the far right corner of the box in like week thirteen where it says in the hunt. Like that's just where to me that's the Super Bowl right there. Like if if the Bears can find their way into that space, then to me it's like a, a victory for the whole season. Because then I'm really hoping to make the playoffs the year after that. But uh, we'll get into more of that uh, on the other side. Uh, Clay Harbor is here with us, and OTAs are, you know, upon us. So I want to pick your brain as to what that was like for you, what these guys are thinking, and we'll live in that space a little bit on the other side. So don't go anywhere. As we hear from Clay Harbor on the other side, it's Gabe, it's Clay, it's Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Let's get back to more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and always live on the free Odyssey app. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It is Gabe and Clay right here hanging out on Cinco de Mayo. We ain't got no tequila. Do you drink? Yeah, I drink uh, occasionally on a Saturday night, man. Yeah, okay. of course. It's Friday night. I should have brought some tequila in here. I'd have taken a couple drinks. At least. Cinco de Mayo. I was so close of getting us all shooters for the Dude, today's show. Well, then what the? Don't. I'm not doing my producer duties. Yeah, bro. What's yeah. up? And then who said who says that they were gonna do it? Well, I was gonna. <laughs> I know, at that point, I might as well just not set anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just cut it. Cut Take it. your L. <laughs> cut it out the thing. All right. So, uh, rookie minicamp did start today, and the Bears essentially had a whole NFL roster full of rookies yeah. at this thing. They sent out the sheet, and they showed a bunch of people that had veteran guys, what they called veterans that got drafted in 2017. There, they had you know guys, you know rookies, undrafted rookies from last year, this year. So before I get into your specific experience with that kind of stuff, Clay, I'm I'm thinking about, you know, rookie minicamp as a whole, all the bodies that are there. I mean, what is the likelihood that someone out of the 10 that have been drafted, you know, gets invited back to the big dance? Or are these just bodies to be there to kind of get everybody in, like, acclimated with, like, the processes of the Chicago Bears in that moment? Yes, it's it's highly unlikely, but there, you always hear about trial guys that end up making the team, and that's always a, a great story when it happens, but they'll invite maybe 100 guys. That's wild. 10 draft picks, so you have your undrafted free agents that you sign right after the draft, and then you have your rookies that you drafted. So those probably in total for the Bears are about 30, but there's going to be 100 total, so there's 70 tryout guys that's that they so bring. Wild. Guys off the street, guys, you know, some dudes it's – probably graduated two years ago and he's working at Ikea but wants a shot. Somebody in the scouting department found him. 
that's what, where these guys get their shot. Okay. And there'll probably be maybe three of them that get signed to the roster, at least to, to the offseason roster. Okay. About three out of these 70 so guys. Do you, get, do you get money all the way on till, till training camp or OTAs or whatever? You get money. You'll, you will you get paid like per week. And I mean, it's not much. You'll probably get Something. like, it's like a grand a week. That's if what's you're up. There, yeah. That's better than Ikea money. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> but a lot of these guys, this is their one shot and, you know, they'll, they'll love this experience. So my cousin was a guy. Who uh, he was actually on The Bachelor. His name's Andrew Spencer, but he was an All American in Division Two school. He got invited to try out at uh, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. He went to the three day rookie camp, and they didn't sign him back. Then he bounced around the XFL. He tried the AFL, the USL, FL, and then he played overseas for a little bit. Then he then it got him on The Bachelor. So you know, hey, it's, it's a good fallback. Made more money on the bachelor than he did <laughs> yeah, the NFL football. Yeah, fucking mini caps. So, what what was your experience like? I mean, obviously, you know, you're stepping into the space for the first time. You get drafted. You're. Do you feel like you're the man because you're not with the big boys yet? You're with you know a bunch of these, like you said, seventy randos. Yeah. So you feel like you're ent- not entitled, but like you know what I mean. You feel like you're the man because you got drafted. Like, what's that like? Yeah, you're finally you're meeting your other draft picks, the guys that got drafted. You're kind of figuring out. All right, who's going to be your friends from the from the rookies? You know, or who got who do you know? Which guys you're going to hang out with? And you're seeing the playbook for the first time. For me, it was like hieroglyphics, bro. Like I went from Missouri State to seeing this Philadelphia Eagle playbook. I'm like all these plays, so it's kind of overwhelming. Then you're on the field, and the coaches, you know, most of back in the day, they used to be hardos. They want to run you, run you, run you, and and make it seem like I mean you got to be in some really good shape. So. Right. It's different, but you're basically learning the playbook. As a draft pick, yeah, you're probably beating the most of the guys. These these tryout guys aren't the best players in the world. And it's really you're really your head spinning. You're trying to learn the plays. You're trying to acclimate. You're meeting your guys, meeting your teammates. You haven't met the veterans yet. But I was also at a camp, at a rookie mini camp as a veteran when I signed with the New, really? New Orleans Saints. They invited me in. This was my ninth year. So I signed with the Saints as a uh, – I was injured. I was – off and on injured the year before, I signed with the Saints, and uh, I go in as a veteran, nine-year vet. And um, that year, Alvin Kamara is there. Uh, I mean, there were some big-name draft picks they had in there that were playing together. And I remember just murdering these kids, man. Oh, really? And I made the okay. team, and I, I got signed. I made the team. They invited me to the rookie minicamp. I got signed. Wait, 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 just take a step back. When you say murdering these kids, what what do you mean? Like they're throwing jump balls, and you're just you're just crushing them over the top, or like you're faster than them? Like what does that mean? Because I I'm trying to think because non-contact, so it's not yeah. like you're you know. So what does that mean? So you're running a lot of one-on-ones as a tight end. I have these linebackers fresh out of college okay. trying to guard me. Technically, my route running. I mean, um, I've been doing this for years. Right, right, right. nine years. That's crazy. This guy just got off a of college campus. So I was running around. Dan Campbell, my tight end coach, he told me the the first day. He goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna sign." He's like, "We were gonna sign you." Sean Payton, Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, was my tight end coach. One of the smartest guys I've ever met. I will still go to bat for this guy. Unbelievable coach. But it gives these veteran guys an opportunity to show what you have. You got to stay healthy, of course, and then. Prove yourself against these kids. Can you dominate these kids? And you can. So there's a couple of veterans that Bears brought in. They have an opportunity to show. They're, I know they're playing against these rookies and, and these guys that are just tryout guys, but you can show if you dominate these guys. Mm. You still can play on Sundays. I love that, man. He's Clay Harbor. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 to score. Rookie minicamp kicked off today. You know, you see a lot of these guys that came in, you know, are, are filling in holes on the defense, you know, on the offensive side of the ball as well. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of, like, a Coach Eberflus, like you mentioned. Sean Payton, these guys are looking. Are they are they looking at 
I'm trying to see what they're looking for in their rookies in that moment. Is it the is it that that they're conditioned properly? Is it that they're, you know, listening well and coachable? Like what do you think they're looking for specifically for their guys? Not even the 70 randos, right? But the the, the 25 to 30 people that they, you know, brought in and think highly of. What, what are they looking for in those 3 days that you learned the playbook or like what what, do you, what are they looking for? I don't think anybody's going to learn the playbook, but here is what I think they're looking at. Because in my experience, here's what they did to us. They overload you. They give you a ton of plays. And they want to see which guys come in and which guy you get on the field. You give them all these plays. Which guys can run the right play? Obviously, you're going to have some mistakes when you mess up. Which guy can come back and run the right play? Mm. So day two, are you guys getting better? Do you know more of the plays? Do you know the calls? Can you react on the fly? You know, in college, sometimes you're just running a base defense. You're not that many things on the move. And for me, it was motions. You know, we kind of sat in where we were supposed to sit. We had a couple of motions. NFL, there's shifts, there's motions, there's checks on the based on the defense they give you. There's these switches. So how can you react to these situations, these scenarios you're putting in? They don't expect you to know everything right away, but they want to see improvement. Think if Eberflus, what he's looking for is which guys are improving, which guys got, do they go home today? Do they come back better? Mm. Are these guys going to study the playbook, or is the guy he leaves on the first day? And comes back and he's right where he was. Mm. Or does the guy get better? And okay, okay, this guy, you can tell in the field, he was better than he was yesterday. He went home, he studied, he's going to be a guy that can play and learn for us. That's interesting, man. That's some great stuff because you're right. That's exactly what they're looking for. Overload somebody. That's what you do in that kind of <laughs> position, right? Yeah. And then you try to see who's going to come out on top. And then who's yep. going who's gonna to be able to stand out the next day or who can stand out two days in a row, yeah. right? Here's, here's a rando question before we uh, get out of here. Where are these guys staying at? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you got a hundred guys coming to Alice Hall. Is like a hotel down there just booked up, or is they like staying at Eberflus's house? That's what I'm saying. Like, is it like Poles, they got like their got boys no couch space? Is it are you are you responsible for your own lodging, or are they putting you up? No, they're going to put them up in a team hotel, and they'll probably do that all the way up until training camp. No, no, no. I'm talking about these rookies that are here. Rookie mini camp. Oh, everybody's going to be. There's a team hotel. Oh, everybody's going to. You have roommates. When you're a rookie, it's like man, you have roommates. Like back. You know, once you start traveling to your vet, you don't get a roommate. You get your own seat. You get your whole role on the plane. You know, I mean, it's nice, okay? I'm not going to lie. It was nice living. <laughs> but when you're a rookie, you sit next to somebody on the plane. You have a roommate. My roommate, who was my roommate my first year? Brandon Graham of the Eagles. This okay. dude's snoring. I'm like, BG, can you stop, bro? We got a game tomorrow. Oh, my bad, my bad, bro. You know, you're snoring. like So as a rookie, you got a roommate. You're in the team hotel. You're hanging out. You got a bus, a shuttle to take you to Hallis Hall every morning. Okay, that's what I was interested in. And they got got the cafeteria. They're making your food there. So basically, you just show up, and they'll take you everywhere you need to go. I love that, man. That's great insight, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, He is Clay Harbor, nine-year NFL veteran. I am Gabe Ramirez, 15-year radio veteran. (laughs) Doesn't mean as much, does it? Uh, But you know what? We're going to keep this thing going. I'm going to be talking about a lot more Bears uh, coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to talk position battles, those that are going to be standing out and, you know, what what kind of intensity that's going to look like. Uh, But before we get back to the Bears, we get an opportunity to talk some Cubs baseball. Of course, they took down the Miami Marlins today 4-1. to Matt Mervis uh, made his debut, got a nice little hit. And let's not forget, our guy Justin Steele still just dominating and we got young hey early i know i I, i've been a fan of this since last year so 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 i'm I'm all for it uh but we get to talk to the the void the play-by-play voice of the cubs in espanol miguel esparza is gonna be hanging out with us today and he actually threw out the first pitch for the game today so we get to see how that went as well and his thoughts 
on the first victory of this three-game set with the Miami Marlins. Uh, what did he have to say about the game and his impressions of Matt Mervis? We'll find out on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.